if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed an hour number two is underway now. Thank you so much for being with us. It is nine minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. It's the 15th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2020. Um, I was in the process here during the break of posting on Facebook something that everyone should read. Uh, rather than read the entire thing to you, though, I'm going to be speaking with the man who wrote it. It's a letter. Uh, written by Ohio's Attorney General Dave Yost to the CEO, I am assuming, of Netflix named Reed Hastings, asking, in fact demanding, that Netflix uh, pull the movie Cuties uh, that is nothing less than a child sexual exploitation film that is going to serve to provide pedophiles and others who wish to do harm to children with... Um, uh, well, how did he phrase it in the uh, uh, in the uh, letter? It whets the appetite of those who wish to harm our children in the most unimaginable ways. Uh, Attorney General Dave Yost is here now to talk about this this with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Mr. Attorney General, thank you for your time. How are you this morning? I am well. I'm even better after I heard that uh, clip from Ronald Reagan on freedom. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, we open our show and each hour of our show with that uh, clip from his uh, his. Uh, 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 inauguration speech in 1980, and um, it is it is something that I think touches all of us every time we hear it. So I'm glad you were able to hear that, uh, Mr. Attorney General. I mean, I know we have problems in our culture, and I know that as you point out in your letter, human trafficking is a never-ending battle. Um, people are being uh, kidnapped, they are being captured, they are being held as sex slaves, they are being trafficked in foreign countries, they're coming into the United States, they're being trafficked out of the United States, and far too often, these are children. Um, this is reality in, 2020, in, the, in the world in 2020. How can a filmmaker and how can a company like Netflix think it's even remotely acceptable to put a film like Cuties on the air for all of these depraved people to see and 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 perhaps to uh, uh, to fantasize about. Yeah, I I can't imagine uh, it perhaps belongs in that sentence. Uh, of course, that's happening. Um, the the storyline of this movie uh, is actually kind of compelling if you remove the sex angle from it. Um, there's no real reason. Uh, for for that, except 
that it's trying to attract eyeballs and controversy, and uh, it's just uh, it's just awful. I, I I wonder whether the the people at Netflix made this decision have had their consciences uh, surgically removed. You know, that's a very good question. Um, you, you mentioned that the angle of the movie is actually uh, compelling uh, if you remove the sexual exploitation of children. I don't know what the angle of the movie is. I haven't watched it. I'm, I, quite frankly, I'm like everybody else. When I saw the, pr- the promotion, the promotional trailers right. for it, I was so disgusted. I said, what on God's earth are they doing here? Uh, so I'm not going to watch this movie. Can you tell me what is compelling about it that would make them put this together in the first place? Yeah, and I, I, I'm reluctant to say too much good about the thing because you can't remove the exploitation angle. Um, but it's a story of a, a young Senegalese uh, girl who's trying in France and is trying to fit in, uh, trying to navigate cultural differences. Um, and she's got a patriarchal situation at home, and um, it, you know it's just very complicated for an 11 year old. And she turns to these erotic dances as being a way that she makes friends and gains attention uh, and acceptance. Of course, it's exactly the wrong kind uh, of acceptance. I'm going to read three sentences from your letter, uh, Attorney General Dave Yost, um, for those who don't know exactly what it is that we're talking about. This film contains the gratuitous exposure of a young girl's breast. It repeatedly shows children using their bodies in a sexual manner to get themselves out of trouble. It graphically focuses on the clothed genitalia of children, and it shows the creation and publication of child pornography. Repeated images of 11-year-old children gyrating, twerking, and simulating sex in tight, skimpy clothes simply serves as fodder for those with criminal imaginations, serving to normalize the view that children are sexual beings. It whets the appetite, I read this one before, of those uh, who wish to harm our children in the most unimaginable ways, ways I have had to prosecute. And I suppose that's why this is very personal to you. You you have to fi- try to find a way to take these dangers to children off the streets and lock them up when they commit crimes. And and this kind of uh, this kind of movie is going to lead to more commissions of those crimes, right? I that's I, I you can I couldn't have summed it up better. And you know what? Americans feel the same way. The number of can the average number of cancellations per day over the weekend jumped eight eight times, eight hundred percent, and. Uh, that's remarkable because this weekend a lot of people didn't even know uh, that this that Netflix had launched this. Of course, this week it's starting to gain a lot of attention. Your letter, Attorney General Dave Yost, was uh, signed by a couple of other attorneys general, Jeff Landry in Louisiana, Ken Paxson in Texas, Ashley Moody in Florida. Uh, that is good. Um, are you aware of any other officials, particularly executive elected officials? I'm looking for governors, and I'm looking for, you know, maybe, you know, the president, maybe the past president. Barack Obama is a Netflix executive. He has a stake. He bought a partial stake. He and his wife in Netflix a few years back after they left the pres- uh, after they left the White House. Do you think that statements from those types of people uh, with respect to this type of uh, of entertainment and I use that term very loosely uh, might be helpful? Absolutely. Um, and frankly, we would have had a lot more attorneys general on that letter. Uh, had we had more time, uh, 
Um, but I and my colleagues felt that it was very important to get out there and speak about this in the marketplace uh, yesterday at the beginning of the week. Uh, if we had had a couple more days to coordinate it, uh, I know a lot of my colleagues would have signed on. Uh, but we wanted to make the point because uh, every day this this stuff is spinning, uh, the harm compounds. Yeah, no, no question about that. And I'm glad to hear what you said about the subscribers dropping off over the weekend as people get more and more upset about this. And perhaps the longer they leave this on their play rotation, that will help. But I mean, Netflix is extraordinarily profitable. They, the revenue that they generate, they would have to lose, you know, uh, that and that amount of people every weekend, probably for a number of years before they would actually start to feel it, uh, because it is that popular and it is that profitable. What else can we do other than profit? And I guess I'm asking, and I know you're not in the legislature, but, uh, you're in the judiciary, but uh, don't you think that, that perhaps laws, uh, decency laws or pornography laws or something should apply here, given the content that we described? Well, the problem is we've got um, Supreme Court precedents that basically say uh, if there's serious artistic uh, or literary merit, we've got a problem enforcing anything other than uh, graphic sex uh, in court. So I know that uh, Senator Ted Cruz has asked the Department of Justice to um, look into this matter, uh, and they should. Um, but our preliminary review, and I had uh, one of my uh, career uh, sex crimes prosecutors in the office, uh, somebody's been doing this for 20 years, uh, watch the entire thing and evaluate it under Ohio's law and the existing judicial precedent. Mm -hmm. And probably it's probably not actionable uh, under current law, which not to pivot, but is why this election is so, so important. Um, you know, there was a time when something like this uh, would not have been you know, free to uh, be distributed. And I uh, I think the story can be told without exploiting children sexually like this. You know, and I guess that's the key. And by the way, my, my apologies for saying you're a part of the judicial branch. You are executive branch. AG is executive branch, but I'm, you're just not a lawmaker was my point uh, with respect to that. So it's not actionable. It's not something that a law can be applied to. So we're just appealing to the moral code, perhaps, of filmmakers and or network executives or Netflix, in this case, executives. And that uh, that does not give me a lot of hope, to be honest with you. Look, uh, we got a response back from uh, an agent of Netflix and Netflix, and they said, hey, basically, hey, we're not breaking any laws. Um, you know, we, we respect your position, but we disagree. I, you know, does, it, do, does it have to be so wrong that it's a felony before your conscience kicks in and says, maybe we shouldn't do this? I mean, we're worried about the plastic in a Keurig uh, K-cup and its impact on the environment. Uh, and the outcry there forced Keurig to move to an all-recyclable cup. Uh, and, and that's great. I, I'm, I love Keurigs. I had one this morning. But my point is, there's a lot of stuff that's legal that's not wise. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't break the law that you still shouldn't do. 
And we talk about those things in our society all the time. I don't understand why this should be uh, sacrosanct. I don't understand why you know we're we have to have a war over this. Uh, we've got uh, all kinds of examples when where uh, action boycotts, um, object, you know, protests have changed commercial, private business actions, and this ought to too. You know, over the weekend, the number one uh, trend uh, hashtag was cancel Netflix. And that's great news. That's great news. But again, I, I think that'll have to trend for a few months, if not longer, for them to really feel it because of the stranglehold that they seem to have on the streaming uh, uh, industry. And I know there are other there are other avenues out there, the Hulus of the world and the Primes and so on and so forth. But it really is, you know, this was kind of the uh, uh, you know the OG, if you will. They were the first Netflix, first uh, movie streamer, and they have the most uh, movies to offer. And I know there's a lot of people who are going to continue to be uh, pulled in by that, despite this. Uh, Attorney General, yes, you know the the last thing, and and I, I do appreciate your time. Your analogy is 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 terrific to to the Keurig situation. And the bottom line is, just because it isn't illegal doesn't mean it's something you should do. I I represent an organization called Citizens for Free Speech. It's a five hundred one c three, and believe me, I, I I want people to have free speech. But just because you are allowed to say the n word, for example, doesn't mean you should. It is a terrible thing. Just because you are allowed to use profanity in 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 corporate settings doesn't mean you should. It's a terrible thing to do, or in, in the presence of children. Just because you're allowed to make a movie that exploits ch- children sexually and perhaps gives uh, terrible ideas to those with the criminal imaginations you describe doesn't mean you should. We're asking people to not give up their freedom of speech and expression, but to use it more, uh, more, more justly. I couldn't have said it better myself, and thank you for standing up for free speech. Um, another good example is uh, it's you're, you're allowed to advocate for white supremacy. Um, I would defend your right to do that, and mm-hmm. I would condemn the evil of your words. Perfectly stated yourself. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Nobody should ever use that kind of language, even though we have the freedom to do so. Uh, and the ideas and uh, uh, and the language and the graphic, uh, 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 you know, depiction of these children in this movie. Yes, you can do it. No, you're not going to go to jail for it, but it does not mean you should. We're asking people to look a little bit more closely at their their moral codes here. Attorney General Yost, thank you for writing the letter. Um, and I know it's already been written and signed by the other three attorneys general. But if you can get uh, what would be 46 more of them to do that uh, and really send a message from across this country, that would be even better, and I wish you the best of luck in that effort. Thank you. It's wonderful to talk to you. Thank you. You too. Uh, Attorney General Dave Yost on AM 1420, The Answer. I do. I hope that all 50 uh, attorneys general, Democrats, Republicans, doesn't matter, would would condemn this type of uh, graphic exploitation. And I'm waiting for former President Barack Obama, who is a business partner and part owner in Netflix, To condemn this. When will he condemn his business partner, Tom Cotton, asked this in a tweet for its sexual exploitation of young children? Barack Obama hasn't said a word about this, to my knowledge, at this point. We'll be right back. Okay, 1025, thank you for being with us. And thank you.
Thank you to Attorney General Dave Yost. We made a very late call to him this morning to try to get him on as soon as I found uh, got word of his letter to Netflix uh, that was written yesterday, and he came on on short notice. I really do appreciate that. You need to read the letter for yourself. If you're a Facebook friend of mine, you can. I don't have the public page anymore, so you'd have to be a Facebook friend of mine. Uh, and uh, I, I read a, por- a portion of it to you, a very small portion of it to you, the relevant part in which he talks about what is uh, so graphic on this film or in this film. Uh, but here's another part of it. In this era, he says, does Dave, Dave Yost, again, countersigned by three other attorneys general. In this era where we are fighting a seemingly never-ending battle against human trafficking, this film is counterproductive. The sexualization of our children leads traffickers to view them as commodities that can be sold over and over again. Traffickers often step in when children face vulnerabilities similar to those of the protagonist in Cuties. We should be teaching our children about healthy conversations and safe spaces to deal with their vulnerabilities, not normalizing hypersexualization as a way to become popular and as a means to work through the issues they might face in their everyday lives. In short, this film does immeasurable damage to all of us fighting to keep our children safe. Could not say it any better. Um, Vince is in Westlake on AM 1420. Hi, Vince. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. How you doing? Good, sir. Go ahead. I can't, even comment on the, I can't even comment on the cutie thing. That, that's just so disgusting. So I'll move back to what I called about the okay. situation with the athletes in Morrow and in Chardon. I find this yeah. despicable. And the question that I just want to ask everybody is, when are the real Americans going to wake up? When are we going to take back our freedom our culture, as you talked about before, Dan Bongino referred to it, it's being destroyed minute by minute. Uh, these days, it used to be week by week, day by day. Now it's just it's minute by minute. And I just am frustrated with the amount of people that had such a short memory. 19 years ago, I was on duty on Cleveland Fire Department when that tragedy struck. Obviously, none of us will ever forget it. For those people, those administrators, the school board, and anybody else that was complicit in making those kids be uh, suspended from school indefinitely or to prevent something. I just just want to know. I'm flabbergasted. How could you, what could you possibly find wrong with carrying American flag, the symbol of our country, and also expressing your support for your policemen and firemen? I, I, I just I would love somebody to call your show and explain to me what the problem the, is. The with superintendent, that. the superintendent's explanation, <clears throat> um, as given to a local news station down there, uh, Twelve News, was that they were suspended for basically defying the order not to do it. In other words, they're saying it wasn't the flags that are getting them suspended indefinitely. It's the fact that they asked permission to carry them, were told no, and then defied it. Their concern, this is the answer of the superintendent, is that if they don't punish them, then any time they give orders or answers or whatever or directions to other students who then defy them, then they're going to you know, uh, have a problem on their hands with the consistency of, of applying discipline when they're given an order so, so that's well, their 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 spin on this is they they did something they were told not to do the real issue is that they are not speaking on is why were they told not to do this what was the objection originally when the kids ask if they can carry a thin blue and thin red line flag correct and and 
here's the problem too with with their thinking that you know anytime they give an order anybody can just go ahead and defy it. I'm sorry, I don't see anybody getting all upset about uh, Black Lives Matters or Antifa defying normal civil laws and and, uh, and the rule of law, and civil uh, uh, um, obedience, and everything day in and day out with mass mobs of rioting and, and, and burning down our culture. And then, you know, nobody seems to care about that. Nobody seems to worry about lawsuits from that. Here you have some patriotic well, young gentlemen that are playing football, that are doing an American sport and supporting their country, supporting their police officers, supporting their firefighters, and they're getting ringed for it. That is just unconscionable. And that should be that, that should be the biggest protest in the world down in Morrow County, over at Chardon, wherever else it happens, that should have thousands of people camped on those administrators' doorstep demanding justice for those kids. So thanks for taking my call. I hope that's what happens. Thank you for the phone call, and I hope if enough people in Ohio... And by the way, my my friend Chris, who is a regular listener and a friend um, in Wellington, posted this on the Facebook story that I wrote about this. She posted... The superintendent's contact info, Gregory Power, Little Miami High School superintendent. And uh, if you've got something to write now, I'll give it to you before the news. G Power, pretty simple, at lmsdoh.org, which stands for Little Miami School District, Ohio. lmsdoh.org. And if you want the phone number to call and let the superintendent down there in uh, Morrow know how you feel about it, 513 899 2264. There is an extension, 50108. I know you probably can't do this, especially if you're driving, but I thought I'd throw it out there and we'll be right back. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed 1037. Thanks for being with us. Thanks again to our guests thus far. We've talked to Avi uh, Berkowitz. We have talked to um, Dave Joyce, the Attorney General of the State of Ohio. A couple of very important situations. Obviously, the President uh, signing a deal today at the White House that will normalize relations between our allies in Israel and Arab states of UAE, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain. That's a huge deal. Thanks to Avi for coming on to talk about that. Uh, Dave Yost talked to us about the Netflix um outrage that is the movie cuties and the graphic sexual exploitation of children and now we get back to the issue of race in america particularly as it plays into the upcoming presidential election joining us now is a man we've had on the program a couple of times before he's so good we can't wait to talk to him again and i'm talking about vince everett ellison vince is an author and he is a black man a proud black man who is asking why it is that people uh particularly african americans in this country continue to vote for racist democrats particularly racist white democrats his book is The Iron Triangle, Inside the Liberal Democrats', Democrats Plan to Use Race to Divide Christians in America in Their Quest for Power and How We Can Defeat Them. Vince, good to have you back. How are you? Oh, Bob, I'm doing great. Just sitting here in the greatest country in the world, I'm oppressed. And white men like you are oppressing me and just won't let me get ahead, man. I don't I, know how to do it myself. I don't know how you have time to, to come on the phone and get on the phone and come on the radio with me. You're probably dodging police bullets right now, and you're dodging uh, <laughs> white Klansmen chasing you down in trucks. I mean, I don't know how you managed to get on the air. 
what they want me to believe. And that's what they've kind of convinced these people of. You know, um, I saw a study in the National Review uh, that said that a, uh, the odds uh, are greater that a, a black man will be struck by a bolt of lightning. Uh, I heard that. I heard that. I, I heard that. Yeah. I, I heard that the I heard the same story that a black man would be struck by lightning while being attacked by a shark before he'd actually get hit by a police bullet uh, in the, in the United States today. the uh, The narrative is a complete and utter lie. But before we get into all of that, let me ask you this, uh, Vince Everett Ellison. Um, what do you take away from the fact that the NFL's opening weekend ratings are out and they are plummeting across the board from the Thursday night primetime affair to the Sunday games to the Monday nighters as well? They are plummeting as they trot out the, uh, the woke NFL, you know, version of the league. I would have thought that a, a nation hungry for sports after a summer of being denied their games, you know, with uh, baseball only coming back very late in the summer and basketball only being played in a bubble down there in Orlando, you would have thought that a nation hungry for sports would have been flocking to the TV to watch the NFL as they opened up, but they didn't. And I think we probably know why that is, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I look, uh, these, these players are being used for the for – the, Politics of their owners, um, and that's all it is to it. Uh, many of these young men are very, very young, and they've been educated in the public education system of the United States of America. They've been taught that they're victims, uh, they are fearful, uh, and they uh, and now the the white liberals have a burden. You know, it's like the old white man's burden from Kipling to civilized whole world of Christianity. Now the white that is the pub. You know, black men have told them that they're fearful, they're victimized, they're too cowardly to do it themselves. You got LeBron James, six foot eight, two hundred fifty pounds. You got Humphrey. Talk about walking around America afraid. You have all these supermen, these black supermen on the field in NFL. Fast. Millions of dollars in the bank. Never been arrested, can do any way they want. But in their mind, Hey Vince, I'm gonna Vince, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you here because we're having a hard time hearing you. I'm getting only about every fourth or fifth word here because we're getting interruptions in your phone signal. I'm gonna ask you to get on with Marcy here. We're gonna reestablish that connection so that we can understand you a little bit better. Marcy, go ahead and try to redial with him and we'll bring him up again. The point that he is making is a valid one. Athletes are the ones who are screaming and telling everybody how afraid they are. Uh, they're the ones who have benefited the most. Multi-million dollar black athletes have benefited from a country that they claim is so oppressive that a black man can't get along and can't get by in this country. And they're the ones who are joining a movement called Black Lives Matter, which is dedicated to Marxism and aims to destroy capitalism, the same ism that got them rich. It's capitalism that allows people to succeed at the levels of all colors, by the way, uh, at the levels that they are. Multi-million, this is the, the most oxymoronic you know, part of all of this, is that the loudest voices complaining about capitalism are the ones who benefit most from it. Whether they're musicians, whether they're Hollywood stars, whether they're athletes. The highest paid entertainers in the world are the ones that that complain the loudest about capitalism and support a Black Lives Matter movement that is rooted in Marxism and aims to destroy. They want to kill the golden goose that is laying their golden eggs for them. That's an amazing thing. 
Um, do we have Vince uh, reestablished yet? All right, we're still working on that. Not sure exactly what's going on. We might have to uh, might, might have to put a new string between the tin cans there. I guess we have it now. Vince, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me, Bob? Yeah, you're okay now. We'll see what happens here. I was very getting very little of what you were trying to say, Vince, because of the bad connection there. But what I said to our audience before you came back on, Vince, I'd like you to respond to. You know, these athletes that you were just talking about, along with musicians and, and Hollywood stars, you know, America's multimillionaire entertainers, are the loudest voices in opposition to capitalism and the loudest voices in support of BLM, which is Marxism, and yet it's capitalism that made them all rich. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. Without capitalism, none of them would have the millions that they have, and yet they spend all of their time decrying it. Yeah, well, it's difficult to get somebody to back up from a, uh, a, a decision that they made based on emotion. And these people are very emotional. They're not rational. And uh, they've been reared in a society where the Democrat Party is and them have an emotional attachment. Abraham Lincoln talked about in his Cooper Union address. They accused the Republicans of uh, trying to incite slave insurrection, and, and and Lincoln said that with that that they denied, and he said that we could not cause the slave insurrection because you guys talk about how much your slaves love your mistresses and the masters, and it's true that we could not get a slave insurrection started because before twenty of them would know it, they would go and tell a master or mistress, a favorite master or mistress, and tear it down. He said the only thing that they know about the Republican Party are the misrepresentations that you give about us in their presence. And this is the fact. They have no more information. This is what they believe. They've been told from the time that they could crawl that they're victims, they are inferior, that they are, 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 are less than, uh, that they are not free. When you listen to the march, the, the great speech Martin Luther King Jr. gave uh, during the march on Washington, mm -hmm. he said 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is still not free. That's what he said. And right now, when you ask these young men if they're free, they will say no. Why? Because they've been told that by the Iron Triangle. Most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black civic organizers. From the time they could crawl up until this day, that is, that's all they've been told. Public education, television, music, you name it. They've been told that. And now we are seeing the results of it. Grown men that are millionaires. Superman, still walking around, asking for their freedom. And when you just have an average person walk up to him and say, brother, you are free. He'll say, no, I'm not. They'll get mad at you, Bob, because you walk up to them and tell them that you're as good as I am. They'll tell you that they are not as good as you. They'll tell you they're oppressed. They'll tell you there's white supremacy in America and that, and, and that they are victims. And, to, and, and if you read any book, any self-help book, whether it be the Bible or Tony Robbins, it will tell you explicitly that victimization is suicide. But this is what they've been preaching to these children since they could crawl. And this is all they know. You know, that is very well said. Victimization is suicide. When you allow yourself to be, you know, to, to believe that you are being victimized all of the time, you are limiting all of the opportunities that are available to you in this country. And Vince, what I say oftentimes when I give speeches, when I'm on the radio, I remind people that 
if this nation is so oppressive to black and brown people, people of color as they are called, if, uh, if, if this nation is so bad and this is, and, and they're so unfair in their treatment of people who are black and brown, why is it that millions of black and brown people risk their lives to get from other countries into this oppressive country every single year through legal and illegal means? Everybody wants to come here. Why would they want to come here if this place is so horrible for people of color? That's 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 so rational, and it makes so much. But in, in our Bible, they talk about in, in Genesis fourth chapter, they talk about Cain and Abel, and we all know the story. Uh, God rejected Cain's offering because it was substandard, and he accepted Abel's because it was it was his best. And Cain had an attitude, and this is what God said to Cain. He said, "Cain, why are you angry? If you do your best, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do your best, sin waits at the door to master you. You must master it." Cain didn't pay God any attention when he talked to his brother Abel and slew him because of jealousy and envy. And this is all Black Lives Matter is. BLM is not Black Lives Matter. It's burn, loot, and murder. And it's envy. It's jealousy. It's the spirit of Cain, where these losers have not done well in life. And so they look at what uh, you have and what I have and what other people have, and they want to destroy it because of this jealousy and this envy that they have. And then they pull these other young men who have this historic and, and, and romantic attitude about the civil rights movement, and they believe that it is perpetual. You can go into Cuba right now. These people are still driving cars from the 1950s. And you can tell them about how great America is. You can show them how great America is. You can tell them how terrible Cuba is. And they're still going to say, Viva the revolution. Because they've been told by everyone around them that Fidel Castro and Che Guevara were great. The evidence is irrelevant to the point. So you can well, talk to them about the civil rights movement all you want to, and you can say, okay, since 1968, there's been no narrowing in the wealth gap between black and white people. The schools are more segregated now than they have been before, before Brown versus Brown versus the Board of Education. It don't matter. You can talk about the crime, the family breakdown, the dystopia in the black community. It does not matter. They are being told that black, white conservatives are their enemy, and that if they do not destroy them, if they don't destroy white conservatives, White conservatives will destroy them. End the story. They're being lied to, and then they're repeating the lies. Uh, and everything you just said, particularly about Cuba, for example, with Che Guevara and, and Fidel Castro, it's what Black Lives Matter believes. Their founders talk about they're trained in Marxist ideology. Marxism, socialism, communism is all on the same path, and that is exactly correct. They do. They take their cues from uh, Alinsky uh, tactics, and they do praise Castro. They do praise the likes of Che Guevara, and that is what they're trying to bring about here in the United States. It's, uh, it's so counterintuitive, considering again that most of these uh supermen as you call them are multimillionaires because we are the opposite of communist we are a free capitalist society the book is called the iron triangle inside the liberal democrat plan to use race to divide christians and america in their quest for power and how we can defeat them the author is vince everett ellison you need to read that book vince it's always a pleasure talking with you thank you for speaking truth and thank you for making the time right here well, man, thank you. And tell your listeners they go to my website, irontrianglebook.com, irontrianglebook.com. You got it. You just told him, and I'm glad to repeat it, irontrianglebook.com. Thank you, Vince Everett Ellison. All right, it's 1050. Hey, before I get this time out, I want to remind you of something that's coming up tomorrow night. I mentioned to uh, my last guest uh, that I am a, a Dave Yost, uh, that I'm representing uh, Citizens for Free Speech. Tomorrow night is our very first webinar for the Ohio chapter. 
Citizens for Free Speech Ohio. Uh, tomorrow night at 7 is a webinar that I'll be conducting, and our first presenter will be Jack Windsor. Our friend, he'll join us on the air tomorrow here as well to preview. But he's our first presenter, and he's going to talk about the threat to the First Amendment that Ohio's Governor Mike DeWine and his draconian, tyrannical Ohio Health Department orders have been. Uh, This is going to be huge. So if you are not yet a member of Citizens for Free Speech, it's free to become a member, and you have to be a member to watch our webinar and to participate with questions. Go to citizensforfreespeech.org slash Ohio. Citizensforfreespeech.org slash Ohio. Fill out the info at the bottom of the page. Again, it's totally free. Your uh, contact information will not be sold or traded to anyone. Um, Then you can become a member of Citizens for Free Speech Ohio chapter. That will take you to the registration page for tomorrow night's webinar. So we very much look forward to having you be a part of that. Again, uh, citizensforfreespeech.org slash Ohio. And you'll be with... uh, Jack Windsor and myself on the webinar tomorrow evening. We'll be right back. Okay, 10.55, final segment of the broadcast this morning. I want to call your attention to something that you should be watching. Instead of watching the child exploitation film on Netflix, Cuties, that we talked to Dave Yost about earlier. And by the way, if you missed that uh, interview with Ohio's Attorney General, um, as well as the interview I did earlier with Avi Berkowitz, uh, talking about the uh, historic peace deal and the agreement between the normalized relations between Israel and uh, UAE and Bahrain, any of the interviews that you may miss, you can listen to on our webpage, whkradio.com, whkradio.com. Go to the podcast page and find your way through to the local podcast in the Bob France Authority, and you can pick those up. You should listen to those, especially today. But uh, rather than watching Cuties, which Dave Yost wrote a letter against, uh, how about uh, instead we watch Trump Card? This is huge. Uh, some, you know, We say this, I, it seems that we say... Every four years, this is the most important election of our lifetime. And it's not a lie. It's not just, this is what you say. I mean, this one is bigger than the last one. It was If you thought it was extraordinarily important to make sure Hillary Clinton didn't win the White House in, uh, in 2016, and that Donald Trump did, then you know you understand the importance of not letting Kamala Harris win the White House. That's right, Kamala Harris. You, you, you do know that she thinks she's running for president, right? A Harris administration together with joe biden a what a what a harris administration together with joe biden if you didn't think that kamala harris was at the top of this ticket she let it slip a freudian slip uh you got to pay attention here but it is it is now even more important seriously that the radical ideology of the american left you know does not succeed i mean it is bigger now than it was four years ago with hillary uh, the most consequential election since 1860 is the uh, is the um, point that Dinesh D'Souza is making here. This is a Dinesh D'Souza film. It's called Trump Card. It's an expose on socialism, corruption, and gangsterism, all of which defines the modern day Democrat Party. Whether it's uh, you know the creeping socialism of Joe Biden, who is now of course being led around on a leash by the likes of Bernie Sanders and his people. 
uh, or the overt socialism uh, of Bernie himself. Uh, this film reveals what's unique about modern socialism, what's behind it, why it's evil, and how we can work with President Trump to stop it. Uh, it's really, really an interesting and educational and important film. Watch Trump Card, the movie, at trumpcard.com. Pre-order the video on demand and uh, DVD. You don't want to miss this important film. Pre-order the DVD or the video on demand now at watchtrumpcard.com. Let me do that again. Watchtrumpcard.com. That's watchtrumpcard.com. Very, very important movie uh, before this election. And by the way, when you watch it, bring some neighbors or family members that need to be convinced. Bring them in, gather in the family room around the big screen, and make sure that everybody sees it before November 3rd. Very, very important. All right, that's all the time we've got. You'll notice today was a Tuesday and we didn't have Kersenau. That's because he got bumped to tomorrow. Kersenau will join us then. We'll see you tomorrow. Jack Windsor as well tomorrow on AM 1420, The Answer. Have a great day.